everyone, welcome back to Cincinnati Zoo Tales. I'm Jenna. And I'm Mark. Thank you guys for tuning in for another episode. Jenna, we're continuing our spooky season yes. of, you know, creatures that we're trying to get people more educated and kind of turn around the bad reputation that some of these animals have. So what are we talking about today? Spiders. I love fall. I love the creepy <laughs> things. And I love helping people learn to love the creepy, well... Quote-unquote creepy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they're creepy. I think they're cool and they have great a great purpose. So we have one of our insect keepers here today. Yeah, we're being joined by Kelly Walker. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank like you. Jenna said, member of our um, World of Insect team. So thank you so much for taking the time out of your day and coming over to educate us all about spiders. We can't wait to hear about it. Absolutely. I love talking about spiders. They're <laughs> so neat. And again, like we want to help if we can just change one person's mind about mm -hmm. spiders. That would be fantastic. That would make my year. It'd be a win. Yes, yeah, it would be absolutely. a huge win. Yes. And so, again, we, we want to talk about the, the spooky things for the best season of the year. Do you like fall? I love it. Okay, this guy yes. over here doesn't like it. What? Yeah, so I'm, I'm just not a fall again. guy. I'm just not, <laughs> I'm not a fall guy. I love it. It leads to winter. <laughs> oh, so well, I, I get that. But, but then but it's winter's. You got, yeah. 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 Oh, still great. Well, I got married on Halloween, so, oh, so yeah. it's it's not it's my favorite time of year okay. for a couple of different reasons. Yes, yes. It holds a special place. In yeah, for sure. My birthday's the day before Halloween, and yeah. I think just growing up, I got to I had like celebrations around yeah. Halloween all the time. Yeah. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> I love Halloween too. <laughs> okay, so Kelly, thanks for joining us. We want to talk about spiders and go through some of the myths or reasons people are afraid of spiders mm -hmm. um and there are a few different ones they're kind of similar in ways but we're hoping you can change people's minds well i hope i can yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. do you want to talk though just a little quick refresher on you know your background what you got what got you into the zoo field what you got you into insects especially like it is a very big niche in the field like it's it really is yeah and i started off personally um Working, I volunteered for a natural history museum. So I originally wanted to work with marine mammals, and I saw that you could volunteer with insects. And I thought, well, this sounds pretty cool. This is different. Like, maybe I should try. I should start here and then maybe venture into something else. So I originally started at the Smithsonian's Natural History Museum, um, working with insects there. And that led on to um, the Natural History Museum of Los Angeles County when I moved to California. So I started off in the museum world, which is big with insects. Mm -hmm. you, you tend to see a lot of insect collections in museums. And then from there, I went to um, San Diego Zoo, where I was for 11 years. So I stayed the insect route. I fell in love with it. I, I thought I was only going to volunteer. It's kind of a big difference. It, like, yeah. hanging out with yeah, dolphins in the water versus, <laughs> like, like yeah, spiders. I love spiders. I don't, you know, I never thought that that would happen. But, yeah, I thought I thought I would volunteer for, you know, a little while. And seven years later, I was still doing it. And then ended up, you know, getting a real job working with insects. And... Yeah, from San Diego Zoo, I, I came here, Cincinnati, so I've been here for six years. So I've only ever worked with insects, and yeah, I just, I fell in love with it. With insects, there's such a diverse group yeah. that there's so many realms that you can kind of fall into depending on what you want to do, and um, and live collections is just so cool to me. We learn something new every day about our animals, and there's always new species being discovered, and it's it's never ending. Oh, it's I'm just sure. the best thing. I couldn't name half of the antelope species that exist. And they're like <laughs> yeah. a million times more insect yeah. species. Like I'm sure you're constantly learning something Always. new. Always. Yeah. And it's so like people think you know everything. Everything. Like they you know, people send us pictures all the time to ID stuff and all of a sudden like 
I have no idea what that is. Like, because we've never, there's so many insects out there. There's millions of species, literally. So, yeah, we're always challenged, which is a great part of the job. Yeah. And I always think the insect team is so cool and so unique because it is so specialized, right? There really mm -hmm. aren't many zoos and positions out there for insect keepers. So, there's really I, not. At our yeah. zoo, we're really lucky to have such a wonderful insectarium and well, team that you. takes care of it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. We love, well, zoos, you know, a lot more zoos are, are um, kind of, they're really jumping on getting insect exhibits mm -hmm. going in their institution. So, like I said, it used to be in museums. It was pretty common to have not only just an insect zoo, but also an insect collection. Mm -hmm. um, whereas now zoos are kind of, they're, they're getting the hint. And they're like, yeah, this is pretty cool. So you see a lot more zoos doing it than you ever have before. Which is hopefully kind of mm -hmm. turning the, some of the social stigmas that are typically held yeah. against insects. Specifically spiders, which we're here mm -hmm. to talk about today, because there are lots of them. Yes, yes, there <laughs> are. Yes, and lots of myths around them. Or I don't know if myths is the right word, but did you come up with any of your myths? Uh, I can't say that word. <laughs> well, I can't either. It's a hard <laughs> word to repeat over and over um, that we should start with. So we do have some kind of like misconceptions, mm -hmm. myths, or maybe they're true and maybe I'm the one that has a misconception, but we kind of like to get your expert opinion on some of these topics that reasons that people might be scared of spiders or reasons that people might resent spiders. So we wanted to run some of these past you and sure. get your thoughts on them if that's good with you. Sure. All right, let's, let's, go. let's go with it. So one of the ones that I kept seeing over and over about why people are very scared of spiders is their erratic movement. Mm -hmm. You don't, they're really unpredictable. You don't know where they're going to go. They're just going to jump out and land <laughs> on your face or something. Like, what would you say to someone who says, I'm scared of spiders because the way they move. I don't mean to laugh by the way, but working, <laughs> working with them. It just, it, you hear comments like this and it, it is kind of, kind of funny. Um, well, first of all, spiders, believe it or not, can't jump except for your jumping spiders, which is a particular group of spiders. Um, and they're called that obviously because they can jump. Um, but your bigger ones, even, even your smaller ones. So if you're talking about like ones that are commonly found around here, so your brown recluses and your black widows, they're, they don't jump. They might move fast, but they don't jump. Your bigger spiders are just too big to do that. So when mm -hmm. I say bigger spiders, like your tarantulas, which are also in their own group, um, they just don't have the ability to do that um, because of their morphology, because they have an exoskeleton that they can easily be harmed. Um, if they fall, for example, off of a table, um, they can break that exoskeleton open um, and it would most certainly be fatal. So spiders don't necessarily jump. They don't jump from trees and land on you like a lot of people think. Um, if the one comes down from above, it's probably hanging on a thread of silk from a web. Um, but that's just not something that spiders do. Now they can move fast depending on certain species. They definitely have the ability to move quickly. Um, most likely to try and get away from so you. say most I've never yeah. seen one run towards me, just away. No, I away. haven't either. Yeah. If they do, they don't see you. That's what I think people get confused about. I've, I've had people say to me, oh, well, it was running after me. It's like, well, it probably wasn't running after you. It was just running in your direction. Can you go you into that? Be because, in mm -hmm. you know, most of us know or have learned that spiders have eight eyes. Yeah. Is that not true? Or when you say they can't see us, what do, what do you mean by that? So depending on the spider species that you're talking about. So like I was just talking about jumping spiders. Jumping spiders are amazing because they have, they have amazing vision. Like they're what we call active hunters. So they actively go out mm. and look for prey, similar to what your wolf spiders do. And if you look at them closely, they have those big eyes. Like jumping spiders are the cutest. They're like so you can cute. Look at, you, can see, you can see their eyes in the front and they actually turn and they look at you. They, that's a spider that has great vision. Um, black widows, for example, 
Um, they have eight eyes. Brown recluses have six. Oh, okay. um, tarantulas have eight, but they can only detect between light and dark. So it really depends on the group of spiders that you're talking about. But most of them can really just sense between light and dark. Wow, like they're so much every day. Yeah, yeah, I mean they're not. They you know except for like tarantulas are they're they're predators just like mm -hmm. your jumping spiders and your wolf spiders. But they will literally wait for something to walk in front of them or by them. And the vibration tells them exactly where they are, and then they'll grab their prey. So they don't go out like jumping spiders do and look actively for prey because their eyes just simply don't work that way. Okay. And they're in a different position, in a different part of the body, on top of the head, as opposed to jumping spiders where the eyes are facing forward and around their head as well. So it really depends on the spider. And you have to remember that there's 45,000 species of spiders in the world. So a thousand of those are tarantulas. We have 600 different species, more than that in Ohio. So that's a number, that, a number of species that you're looking at. And they all look different and act different. And so, yeah, it just it really depends on what spider you're looking at. Which one you're talking about. So you've said three things that I wanted to touch on. And I forget my thoughts quit often. So I'm going to try and quickly <laughs> go through this. Um, you mentioned that there are over 600 species of spiders in Ohio, which mm -hmm. is where we are. So we'll talk mm -hmm. about that right now. Um, our listeners may not be from Ohio, but of those people are most scared of the ones that, you know, you hear about being the most dangerous and there are what, two, maybe three spiders. That yeah. Are there's not many. So yeah, like it's a handful. I, literally, you know, yeah. Brown recluse and the black widow are the ones that come to my mind. So Put that like in your head. There are very, very few that you would even need to worry about a yeah. spider bite. And there's 600 other kinds that mm -hmm. Most um, of them. are yeah. harmless and, yeah. mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. And then you mentioned um, wolf spiders and jumping spiders are going to, they're predators. And I haven't ever thought of it that way. They're all predators, right. but they're hunting. They're actually going out and catching, mm -hmm. like using their motion rather than a web. Right. So do those um, like wolf spiders... And jumping spiders have their own webs, or do they not need webs because of that? So they don't, when you're talking about those two, for example. So spiders have silk for different reasons. So they use some spin webs, like your orb weavers that you see this time of year, the ones that you walk into their web and you get spider webs all over your face. <laughs> so they, they, can, they use silk for different things. So for example, jumping spiders, when they jump from one place to another... Um, they actually have a drag line of silk with oh, them. Wow. So that's what they use their silk for, is just as kind of a safety net. If they jump and they miss that spot on the other side and they fall, it's kind of like somebody who bungee jumps and you're yeah. hanging there. Like they have that as a, as a safety string, web, whatever you want to call it. Um, so they, for example, use their silk for that way. Tarantulas use their silk to lay down what I typically call like a silk blanket or a hammock. Aww. They're too heavy to hang in webs, so they don't, they, they don't sit in webs like when people think of spiders, you know, like Charlotte's Web or whatever. Mm -hmm. like that's what people think of when they think of webs. Um, but they weigh too much to do that. So they'll lay down silk and they'll sit on it. And that's part of that vibration when prey items come along. So they'll, they'll kind of branch mm -hmm. it out a little bit. So anything that walks across that, they'll feel that vibration and they can reach out and grab it. They'll know exactly where it is. Orb weavers, they build those actual, those gorgeous webs that you think of when you think of a spider web in your yard mm -hmm. and they'll sit in dead center hanging upside down they actually face the ground and they use their web to catch flying prey so it also depends on what they eat if they eat flying insects they do build those beautiful intricate webs that we think of um and or they just use them as drag lines 
Um, they use them to, to cover up holes if they live in the ground. There are some spiders that burrow, so they'll make kind of like a silk door and that they can go in and out of if they want. So again, it just depends on the species that you're talking about. They're so neat. And that yeah. was like a part of my third question or... The silk is amazing, and I don't think of that often. Mm -hmm. uh, can you, what do you know about it? How do they make it? How does it? Do I don't you know? know very much okay. about it, but I know that they're, again, certain species of spiders, they, they, they can create like hundreds of lines of silk. So it's, it depends on the species. But it's such a, an incredible adaptation. It really is. And it's you super just mentioned strong. all these different reasons yeah. to use it when yeah. I'm always thinking of the webs. And I see a web, yeah. and like, I'm grateful that I I wasn't brought up to be to yeah. fear spiders, so I've always found them fascinating. And I hope yeah. somebody else will after this. Yeah. They They're look really at pretty. It and I'm like, yeah. they must have worked so they do. hard on that. And like, yeah. of course, we have to keep things clean around here and stuff. So we will walk into the spider webs and and I'll try and keep them for like yeah. as long as I can. Before I'm like, okay, I should probably like get rid of the cobwebs, which I think is a different thing too, like spider we webs do that versus too, cobwebs. Yeah. The insect house, we do that I too. I feel yeah. so guilty when I go around and, and like, especially the little ones that are up high in like the hippo building. I'm like, I just you just work so hard to make your home, and I have to get rid of this. Well, I feel if, bad. It, if it makes you feel any better, most spiders rebuild their web every night. Okay. Oh, yeah. That so makes it's so not. Much it's you know prey items like like yeah, or weavers, for example. They can eat butterflies. They'll, they'll, they'll eat, you know, if a monarch or anything like that flies in. Like, that's a pretty decent-sized prey item. And typically, they destroy the web because they're flopping around. Oh. They're trying to get out of the web. So it's not uncommon for them to scrap everything. And then at night, they'll rebuild. Believe it or not, they rebuild that whole And they just web. stay there and sometimes then, and then? If there's enough prey items, they'll stay there. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Because, yeah, yeah the orb weavers are mm -hmm. another one of my favorites. Yeah, they're beautiful. And they've been around Hippo recently and... As yeah. you were saying, we can talk about why we'll see them more often this time of year uh, in a second. But, like, I'll see them there for days. I'm like, sure. I'm like, oh, hi, you're yeah. still there. But I didn't realize they were redoing it most likely. Yeah, they can. Night. If, if okay. you if you see one, if you happen to see one in the same spot, like, go up to You can get pretty. You can get really. Yeah. You can get right up on them, and they won't bother you. Mm -hmm. But um, I love to check out webs over a span of you know, days or if you're lucky if they're still there within a week. Mm -hmm. But sometimes if you go up to them, you'll see like kind of injured patterns in the web. And that's probably a prey item that's been trapped. Oh, okay. So sometimes you'll notice that, that over time it gets a little worn. So they oh, kind okay. of patch it and up. And they patch it up okay. or they'll just rebuild it. Yeah. And some spiders, they eat their silk. Like they'll oh, okay. eat it and then they'll, they'll rebuild it at night. Yeah. So silk is really, it's really strong, but it also can be, very easy to break, um, especially if they're catching a lot of insects yeah. in it. You know, people ask us all the time, do um, do spiders get caught in their own webs? And it's like, yeah, they do. Like really? they, they can create silk that's sticky and silk that's non-sticky. And they, wow. they know the placement, like the, the Nephilus spiders or the orb weaver spiders that we actually have in World of the Insect right now that are amazing. People call them banana spiders. But they can, they can get a good couple of inches, their body... And they have their web that they sit in, which is in the they sit in the center of it. And then if you look above them, and a lot of war weavers are like this, you look above that web, and there's this really messy looking strands of silk, and that's where they retreat to if something scares yes, them. Yes, I've seen them retreat. And they can walk on their web in just the right way to not get stuck. But if they if they get confused, they can get stuck just like prey wow. can. But they know they know the. You know, the engineering of everything yeah. that they've built, and they know where to step and where to go, and they can hide in that little retreat, and then they can come back down, and 
And if you watch them, they know exactly where to place their feet, and then they get back in that center spot. So silk is really, it's fascinating. I mean, it they is. can use it for a lot of different things. Wow. That's crazy. And mm -hmm. you, you hear stories like they say the silk for its weight is like as strong as steel, you yeah. know, which is crazy to think. Because yeah. you think, mm -hmm. you see how thin the silk is, and you yeah. can't believe that these webs hold up for as large as they are. But yeah. that's, I didn't realize that either. That's a misconception I had. I didn't know they rebuilt their webs each night. Yeah, I, most of them do. Yeah. That. Yeah, a lot of yeah. the mornings will all like. Going to giraffe or meerkat, there's like trees that kind of enclose where like we walk to the door, and I have to put my hands up like blocking my face. <laughs> I've walked through so many spider webs, and they are strong. They, and they really are, are very yeah. sticky. And the worst, yes. Well, I shouldn't say this to our listeners. <laughs> one that their prey ends up in my hair. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like, I've had that happen. That's yeah. the yes. Worst. <laughs> yes, I've had the spider end up in my hair once. Have you? Yeah. Oh gosh. I scared the heck out of it, and it tried to take off, and it just got stuck. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully that. Never happens to anyone else. Right. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so another, you kind of touched on this a little bit, but another common kind of misconception that people have are that spiders are all deadly and dangerous mm -hmm. animals. You really need to be weary of them, you need to be scared of them, and you need to give them their distance because they're all deadly, they're all dangerous. You kind of touched on this, but what would you mm -hmm. say about that? Um, well, they're not all deadly and dangerous. I think keeping your distance is probably just respectful anyway. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, I mean, the ones that we have to worry about, and this is really, it's not just for locally, but like really generally in the, in the United States, like the, the only venomous spiders that we have are the brown recluse and the black widow, are the two most dangerous ones and the ones that have posed a threat to humans in the past. And, but they're both extremely private spiders. And when I say private, like they, they prefer to stay away from people. Um, they call a recluse a recluse for a reason. Yeah. Right? Like it gets that name for a reason. It prefers to be by itself, and it's it's believe it or not that when we've collected them, um, they they curl up in a ball and try and roll away from you sometimes. Like they really don't want anything to do with you. So no, I think it's it's not really fair to spiders to say that they're all deadly and dangerous. Um, do spiders have the ability to bite? Well, yeah, they do. That's how they catch their prey and defend themselves. But in terms of being deadly and dangerous, no. Yeah. I would have to say that's that's definitely a mis misconception about them. I don't expect you to know the answer to this, but do you know why the brown recluse and the black widow have venom that is so much stronger or like able to cause issues for humans? Like what are they eating? Why is there a reason behind well, it? It's a good question and then and one I can't answer okay. like that because they're not eating anything. They typically eat crickets and small insects, and yeah, I mean that's what we 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 have a brown or um, excuse me, we have a brown recluse, and they eat the same thing that our tarantulas eat. Uh -huh. They eat less, mm -hmm. you know. They don't eat near as much as a tarantula would eat. But yeah, the fact that their venom is just so strong—that's a good question. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then where would people likely come across them? Because not knowing what they look like or being able to identify them. Like the black mm -hmm. widow, you have to have a, the perfect view of one of them, a female, correct, right, yes. to be able to tell them apart. Yeah. And a brown recluse looks a lot like a lot of other spiders. I mean, I've heard there's a way to tell them apart. And uh, if you want to go into that for us and kind of like where you would most likely run into one of them, mm -hmm. it's, it's probably not as common as people think, right? It's not. I mean, typically they're, they're both... Both species of spiders, are they, they both hide. So typically, brown recluses, um, they love, if you're going to be outside, they love like wood piles, um, typically pretty dark places. 
brown uh, um, black widows are pretty they're the same thing they prefer to they both are low to the ground um, black widows hang in webs whereas brown recluses even if they have silk around they're going to be most likely sitting on the ground um, typically when people are bitten they're grabbing something um, and they don't know the spider is there so that's usually when bites are reported as someone like I always hear the woodpile story like they're reaching in to get grab, grab some wood for their fireplace or whatever and there's a spider living under uh. there and that's usually when people get bitten. Okay. Um, black widows, typically it's the females. The big, uh, the females are big. The males are a lot smaller. A lot of times they're there, but you don't see them because they're so small. Um, their webs are very irregular. Um, you can tell a black widow because the giant females are black with the red hourglass underneath. Um, there's something called a false widow that um, gets misidentified all the time because they look exactly like a black widow, but they don't have the hourglass, the red hourglass okay. underneath. Um, and brown recluses, and yes, you're right, like, every brown spider is a brown recluse. <laughs> right. so, yeah, and we hear that all the time, and people bring them to us all the time. Now, you have to remember, too, that there are, when it comes to black widows, there's 30-plus different species. Oh, I So no it idea. depends on, again, where you are in the world, like, depending on what species you have. Um, and there's certain species of brown recluses. I'm not sure how many different species, but and they vary like how they look vary in between the species. But typically, you have that violin kind of shape on the cephalothorax, which is the front region of a spider. Um, but they don't have like certain spiders you look at have like they look like hairs, but there's spikes kind of all over their bodies. Brown recluses don't have that. They have very tiny kind of flat hairs on them. Okay. Um, and if you get close enough, which I'm sure a lot of people don't want to get close <laughs> enough, <laughs> but the brown recluses have the six eyes and they're in two oh. pairs. There's three of two pairs. Okay. Six. Yes. I might be saying that wrong. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, but you can actually see that when you look at them up close. You can see the position of the eyes on top of their cephalothorax. So, and they have very long skinny legs. So I don't know if, if, um, if you've ever seen wolf spiders, like mm -hmm. we have wolf spider species in Ohio, and people misidentify them all the time as as brown recluses because they look similar. But wolf spiders yeah. are often. I'm sure there are so many species. I didn't. I thought black widows were a species. I didn't know there were. Yeah, there's different. there's there's, there's different so, kinds of species. Yeah, there's the West Coast black widow is different from the one you see here. Okay, yeah. interesting. Mm -hmm. It makes sense. Yes, but I. I mean, um, they look very similar. Okay, you probably wouldn't be able to tell them tell them apart if you saw them. But okay. Yeah. But, so I could be wrong in saying this, but wolf spiders are often bigger. And brown recluses are. are pretty small, right? They are. So brown, like, yeah, they're probably the size, I mean, if I had to guess, maybe like the size of your thumbnail. Okay. Like, they're rel they're pretty small. Like, most of the time, I'm guessing you probably don't even know that they're there. Mm -hmm. um, because we just don't come in contact with them all the time because they're hiding right. all the time. Mm -hmm. But they're, they're a relatively small spider. So we do have spiders that are kind of along that, that size that... Or brown, uh -huh. people like like cobweb spiders, for example, that you see a lot of around the zoo. The spiders that you're talking about that we have to clean up uh -huh. all the time, which to me look nothing like a brown recluse, but to somebody else it looks identical to a right. brown recluse. So always assume that if it's low, or if, I should say, if if you see something and it's high, so if up it's if it's up in the corner of your room. That's not going to be a brown recluse. That's not what they do. I think that's they very still, helpful for people yes, to hear. Yeah, yeah I definitely. think if you're, it's probably a cobweb spider, um, which are the ones with the really, really long legs and small bodies. Um, but they they can go high. They build the webs high up in the room or you know, in your garage or in your basement. They're in your basement. Cellar spiders is what they call them too. That's not a brown recluse. Brown recluses are going to be really low and dark spots. And you're most likely, if you do come across one, you, you're probably going to be moving things around. Okay. Moving, like if it's in your basement, a box 
or again, a wood pile outside, um, something that hasn't been moved for quite a long time because they prefer to be in spots that aren't disturbed, um, whereas other spiders will move around a lot more. Okay. And also, I think oftentimes people think the bigger the spider, the scarier, yeah. but it's probably the opposite, right? I mean, yeah, I don't yeah. really know if yeah. you could say that as a whole, but like a bigger wolf spider doesn't mean more danger. It's right. just... It's bigger. just a bigger yeah. spider. Less I, likely to be a brown recluse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. was one I definitely wanted to ask because you'll hear people like, like I've heard when I've just walked through the insectarium before, I've heard people look at the tarantulas and say, now that's the deadliest spider. <laughs> They'll kill you. They'll kill you. So it's like, I want you to just speak on that really quick because yeah. people are just deadly afraid of tarantulas they, and they have the worst reputation for no reason to me. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. Like, it's so funny to me because, yeah, the bigger the spider, I mean, they've just gotten the reputation of being they must be deadlier because they're bigger. They're, they must have more venom. Their fangs are bigger. Their fangs are definitely bigger. But typically, they're the ones that aren't... They're like... We always say they're like little puppy dogs in the insect. They're harmless, like, right? <laughs> yeah, they're harmless. They're not really... Now, again, like they, they can bite like any other animal, right? But they, they, you know, they tend to be big and scary to people. A lot of people say that all the hair and the legs freak them out. Because on the a tarantula, legs the legs have a lot to do with how a tarantula moves. I guess how all spiders move. Yes, but um, like it. it's yeah. But you know, tarantulas are, are, I think, and this is just my opinion and what have people I've heard people say in the past. Um, you know, with a big tarantula, you can see a lot more features that you couldn't see with like a smaller mm -hmm. spider. So like a black widow or a brown recluse. You know, most people don't get close enough to really observe, you know, the morphology of an animal. But with tarantulas. You know, you can you can you can see the hair. You can see the the spinnerets off the back where they spin the silk from. Yeah. Um, they can extend their fangs out when they want to, so you can see fangs up close if you, if you really get close enough. But yeah, I you know, it, it, tarantulas are also, you know, they've been in the pet trade for a long time, which is not necessarily good for them. But um, because they're so low maintenance in terms of how they eat and how they live, a lot of people have had them for pets for years because they're really they can depending on the species be easy to work with but yeah it's they definitely strike a lot of fear in people i think spiders in general probably do mm -hmm. but yeah and you touched on the number before but i, I just wanted to reiterate it because i did think it was illuminating when i saw <laughs> it there's forty-five thousand species of spiders and scientists estimate mm -hmm. between the forty-five thousand, only 30 to 40 of those are dangerous to humans. Yeah. Which is 0.1%. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, right. So it's very 0.1%, yeah. about one out of every yeah. thousand spiders. Yeah. Is... And think about, like, just, you know, I always talk to people about in terms of what's in the United States. There's not much. Say, There's not Australia much in the U.S. Most, like, if right? you think about the funnel, web the funnel web spider in Australia, like, there's, yeah, if you go outside the United States, like, those, in my opinion, those are the ones that are a lot more dangerous. Like, the funnel web is... is one of the most dangerous species mm. on the planet, which you would never see here. Yeah, that's you know? the one you hear about yeah. in Australia, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Do you mm -hmm. know any statistics as far as it goes with human deaths and brown recluse or black widow? Um, so in terms of when it comes to a black widow, the last recorded death in the United States was in the early 80s. It was like 1983. So, you know, people typically, if they do have an issue with a spider bite, so if they do get bitten by a black widow, for example, um, you could be allergic to the venom. Like if you're younger or if you're older um, and you already have some health issues, a spider bite probably isn't going to make that any better. Um, so if there are people that have had a lot of issues with bites and, and or 
desk, for example, like it's it's probably a lot of other things, but it's in terms of an actual death being recorded. It's been a long time. Yeah, yeah. I think spider bites get spiders get blamed for a lot in terms of forty years ago since the last. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, my opinion is I highly doubt that there's there's probably a lot more being recorded as that, and it probably isn't that. I'm sure there, there were a lot of other factors involved. Right, because mm-hmm. there are so many insects that can bite. And, yeah. uh, if you well, bee stings. Yes. Bee stings. Like that, that, to me, is more dangerous wow, yes. than anything else that we work with. Like There are so many people that, are, that can go into anaphylactic shock. Yeah, that mm-hmm. would literally, they carry the EpiPens with them. Like that is some, That's a legit concern. Like I, I totally understand that, and I talk to people all the time about the issues that they've had with bee stings mm-hmm. and that's that's more of an issue than a spider bite would be and the spider bites can be misidentified because if you don't see what's biting you or stinging you yes. then it's yeah. assumed that yes. it's a spider when it may not be right so uh, yeah spider bites um they routinely go misdiagnosed um I think a lot of doctors also like to blame things on spider bites because, and I always say to people that, because people tell me, of course, all the time, oh, I've been bitten by this spider or that spider. And it's like, well, did you see the spider? Like, that's the important thing. If you, if you, if you know for a fact that you've been bitten by a spider, try and save the spider. I know that sounds absolutely crazy, but if you can, dead or alive, yeah. try and save it. But most of the time they're misdiagnosed. Like you could get, to me, a mosquito bite is mm-hmm. worse. Like that that would actually whelp on your it would well up on your skin you'd have a red mark it would itch sometimes it would burn but that doesn't necessarily mean it's a spider right um so yeah a lot of uh, spiders get blamed for a lot of that there are a lot of uh, staph infections that get blamed um as a spider bite um i've read that uh the herpes virus has been labeled as a spider bite you know so there are a lot of things that spiders get blamed for that you know, and I think sometimes doctors are stumped. When people yeah. go in, they really are. Like, I think they're trying, like, someone said, oh, I got bit by a spider. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a spider bite. Yeah. You know, so it can very easily happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, easy to kind of have a misconception about exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Another one we have for you that is a potential myth is I've read a lot about people who think that while they're sleeping at night, <laughs> they're swallowing spiders in their sleep mm-hmm. or spiders, like minuscule spiders are crawling, crawling in your mouth yeah, and your crawling ear. in your mouth. What, what do you think of that one? Um, there is zero evidence of that. And I have heard that so many times. Yeah. Like and that, that is probably, I, I admit, I looked up some of the urban legends out there and, and it's, it's amazing what's out there. And that's like the number one thing. And first of all, spider, like your mouth is, is not a great home for a spider. Yeah. That's, not, that's not where they want to be at all. Um, if, if you wake up in the middle of the night and there's a spider in your mouth, it probably just fell in there as it was just walking across you to get to where it wanted to go. <laughs> but um, we are not where spiders want to live. So they, they, if they crawl in your ear, if they happen to do that, it's totally by mistake. That is not what a spider home looks like. Um, they'd but rather also be probably not common. It's right? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. They prefer other places than the human body to live. So yeah, that's not, and that's my not brain one. goes to, if you're swallowing them while you sleep and you have no idea what's the harm, you're what's the harm? you woke up. <laughs> exactly. You got all extra protein in today. See, that's the best way to look at it. So if I woke up with a spider in my mouth, I would definitely freak yes. out. But yeah. no, I don't think it really happens. <laughs> that one was funny. Cause I, 
that's very prevalent online, and I've never once in my life heard that before. Mm-mm. I've I, definitely heard it before. But. I, mean, I guess it makes sense if, like, you know, we talk about, like, what makes people so scared of spiders? Why do people, where does this fear come from kind of thing? And it makes sense if these kind of stories are what's going around about yeah. spiders. It makes sense why you would yeah. be scared of spiders. You think they're crawling in your ears and going yeah. to your brain. And well, you think it's about totally false. <laughs> these, these stories get passed on, right? Sure. Like, so, you know, fear of spiders typically, and I guess we ask as, a, as an insect team, we ask people this kind of thing all the time. Because, you know, when we do tours or presentations, you know, we commonly get these these questions like and i always ask people like well why are you afraid of spiders where did you hear that story well my mom told me or my grandfather told me growing up that oh they come out of you know they crawl in your mouth and all these so they're all these stories have just been passed around for decades if not longer right it's just and and of course it puts even more fear into people sure and yeah they just they just get passed around so somebody said one of the reasons they're afraid of them is because they hide from you. And, and I wanted to talk about that because there's a reason they're hiding from you. They are hiding you. from you. Yeah. And that's a good point as to why you don't need to be afraid of them. But they're actually probably afraid of you yes. or just trying to go about their lives yeah. waiting for some prey to walk by. Yeah. So but, take that as a good sign if yes. they're hiding from you. Yeah. So there was, um, I just thought of something that somebody said. It was actually an entomologist said, um, no matter where you are, this is actually not true. This is why I'm bringing this up. But no matter where you are in the world, in the world, where you're standing, there's always a spider three feet from you, and that's actually not true. So if you're out on a hike, or you're in your backyard, yeah, maybe. Like it depends on the time of year. There's probably a spider a few feet from you hiding, mm-hmm. or in a web, or. But if you're on a, a plane, or if you're, you know, there there are definitely spots where they're not hiding from you and they're probably not right there but in terms of spiders actually hiding from you that's just actually what they do most spiders want to find a place where it's private um there's no predators because there are a lot of animals out there that eat spiders so yeah i guess they do hide from you but probably not in the macabre way that people are thinking you know what i mean like it's so funny how as, (laughs) as humans we always take it as it's hiding from me or it's going to do something to yeah. me, if it comes out it's of its hiding, hiding so spot, so it can sneak, so up, it can on sneak me, up on me. But yeah, it's there you hiding go. so yeah. that you can't yeah. find it. <laughs> yeah, it literally does not want you to find it. Yeah. Yes. And then um, we were talking earlier about the giant orb weavers, and we're seeing more of them mm-hmm. lately. And I also, for one reason, that's not great, but a reason that's great also. Um, and I wanted to go into it. I wonder if that's why spiders became a Halloween thing. And Halloween mm-hmm. is supposed to be scary and spooky and creepy. And I wonder if all of that got tied into why spiders are a part of mm-hmm. Halloween and make and people are scared of them. But will you tell us about why we might be seeing more spiders this time of year mm-hmm. in general and what's going on that I see extra? Yeah, so typically you'll see um, there's usually an influx of spiders like towards the end of summer, early fall. Because um, believe it or not, spiders, you know, they can overwinter. Most people don't realize that. Like spiders, baby spiders can stay in the eggs and overwinter. And you'll see... You'll also see that a lot of them come out in the spring, but typically with spiders, you'll see they'll um, mate and lay their eggs in like late summer. Um, so you'll see a lot of spiders around this time of year. So Just people because there are more say, hatching. There's there are more hatching. More yeah. spiders. and also you know there's um, you know because of climate change, we have you know the warmer months are getting longer. So and I love this fact that spiders have actually more time 
to lay eggs <laughs> and, you know, a little bit more warmer months. So we're going to have a lot more spiders. So people always say, oh, all of a sudden I have all these spiders in my backyard. And I, you know, why? Why are we seeing? And it's actually always happened. This is just the time of year where you're going to see a lot of spiders. They're out there laying their eggs and... You know, a lot of them will overwinter, and then we'll see them come out again next year. So, I'm sure a lot of people don't want to hear that there will be more. And I, I get that you're excited there will be more. Climate change obviously isn't a good reason. We don't want right, that happening. Exactly. And, you know, the, it shouldn't be as warm as it is for as long as it is in a lot of places. But um, that is one of the reasons that we might be seeing more spiders yes. recently. Yeah, and exactly. It's not necessarily a good thing. It right. just means that there are a lot more warmer months and yeah they're going to be out a little longer and and you know and this is you know there's there's um a girl i work with who's working working on a research project actually you see with spiders and um and they they go out and they like to see what's out there and what the numbers look like you know for collection and and um she was saying that typically this time of year they see more um young spiders like baby spiders and they're actually seeing ones that are a little bit older which is very rare oh. and it's because of that okay. because it's the you know the environment is changing mm -hmm. they're and hatching it's not, sooner I yeah guess. and it, yeah exactly so the older ones it, are still alive yeah. when they might have ended mm -hmm. their life cycle yeah. okay so how quickly what is the average life cycle of that if you can answer that for over 600 species but like how can you tell it's a baby? How quickly or how long does it take for them to look full grown? Yeah, and it depends on the species. Okay. Again, most your average spider lives about a year. Okay. Black widows can live a few years. Um, tarantulas can live twenty to thirty. Wow, so it just depends again on the species. Um, with spiders, again, remember you have the you have tiny spiders. You have species that are really small, so they're babies. You probably couldn't even see them, but. We raise, for example, um, the golden orb weaver spider in World of the Insect, and the baby spiders just, they look like baby spiders. Like we, they hatch out of the egg cases in the back, and there's usually 100 to 300 of them. They don't necessarily look like the adults, okay. but they have the two body parts and the eight legs, like the adults would. And as they grow and molt, um, they, they change a little bit as they get bigger. And the orb weavers that we have, typically they'll live about a year. Okay. And when so do they again, look like adults? What, at like what six they, months? What point are they looking like adults? Yeah, it's usually at about six months six or months. so. Okay. Yeah, four to six months or so. Um, mm -hmm. Speaking of babies, we were talking about this earlier with one of our coworkers, Teresa. And I think one of the things that we haven't talked about yet that creep people out are that, especially wolf spiders that I'm familiar with, mm -hmm. will carry their babies on oh, their yeah. backs. Yeah. And if that. you come across <laughs> that and then they scatter, I can imagine that would be a little bit creepy. Yeah, sure. But can you sure. talk about wolf spider moms? Like, that yeah. sounds pretty cool. It's or any, amazing. Or anything about, you know. So, arachnids in general. So, you know, obviously spiders are arachnids, but you have other animals in that group as well so you have scorpions um whip spiders uh vinegaroons i don't know if you guys know what those are yeah i worked with them yeah. in the yeah they're collection. so cool yeah um pseudo scorpions and like camel spiders which are those ones that i don't even know how to explain them i'd have to show a picture which obviously people can't see but um they and a lot of like we have emperor scorpions they carry their babies on their back Yes, that's, um, I've seen yeah. that. So too. not obviously so not cool. all of them do it, but some spider species do. Some of the whip the whip spiders that we have or whip scorpions is what some people call them. 
they carry their babies on their back as well. So they're actually great moms. I mean, it's it's amazing to see. Now they also, if they get in certain positions and they might be hungry, they also sometimes <laughs> eat their young. So I mean, you know, it's kind of great best moms. of both worlds, yes. right? But um, how long are yeah. they carrying them? Do you know? Um, it depends on the species, but the average is about two weeks. So okay. for example. Um, with our emperor scorpions, um, they usually carry them for about two weeks. And during that two-week time period, and you'll see this with some spiders too, like they'll kind of venture off mom's back and they'll, not too far from her, but they'll wander around then they'll jump back on. I was going and, to ask and, Yeah, they, they, and if they get scared, they'll jump back oh on. And then That's they so go, cute. I know, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I know that, especially if you see like wolf spiders, they're the great example because there's just hundreds on her back like they're so tiny they just think they, they can hold a lot and so you know and if they all disperse at the same time obviously it can be a very you know traumatizing experience <laughs> to some people to me i think it's amazing but um but yeah they usually they'll they'll stay up there for a couple weeks and then with emperor scorpions um they will actually stay with the female with the mom for you can indefinitely wow. like you can keep them together with her and it's in the very beginning stages, though, that the moms are very protective of their babies. Do like they, they help feed them? Are they hunting they can, and sharing? Yeah. Usually or? in the first couple of weeks, they don't really eat that much. Okay. So they're just kind of sitting up there. They're developing. They're waiting to go through that first molt. Um, in the world of the insect, when we feed them, we'll usually give them, like, um, thawed out frozen crickets. So it's a prey item that's not necessarily jumping around and they have to chase it. Mm -hmm. It's easier for they They do more of, like... They'll walk up to it and kind of chew pieces off of it. But, the, yeah, the mother will help them eat. And it's, she'll, like, kind of, she'll take her claws and kind of corral them back. Aww. So they stay around That's her. So like, cute. And when you think of a, even a spider or any kind of arachnid doing that, like, we don't look at those animals as having those motherly yeah. instincts. And it's definitely, a, it's a different type of motherly instinct. Like, they act on instinct, first of all. Most of it is instinctual, what they're doing. But it's still... Pretty amazing yeah. to see. Yeah. yeah, for the wolf spiders or any of them. But where is the egg case? Are is it on their back? How does how does they end up on their back? Um, well, the egg case is usually carried underneath. So oh. again, depending on the spider, it, it's different. Okay, but they usually do. They create that. They use silk. That's one of the things they use silk for to create this kind of protective covering for the eggs. So they'll carry. They'll kind of attach it under their abdomen and they'll wow. drag it around with them. So yes, as they hatch out, they crawl up onto oh, her. Okay. So and again, like it's an instinctual <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah, it's an instinctual thing what they do. What yeah. about a spider that builds a web? Do, where mm -hmm. do they have their? Are they attaching their egg cases to? No. Their... So okay. the orb weavers, for example, mm -hmm. like we have, they'll lay, they'll walk off, and they'll um, attach an egg case to like the side of their habitat, okay. for example. So they'll go, they'll kind of walk away from the web so it's not on the web at all. But they they use that silk again and they'll just kind of just attach it to anything that's nearby. And that could be wood. It could, out, you know, in nature, it, it could be a lot of solid material. Okay. So they'll, they'll hatch away from her. So that's an example of an animal that the spiders are not going to climb on their backs. They're not going to take care of them. Once the spiders hatch, they're on their own. Okay. So it just depends on... The species okay mm -hmm. which is probably more common in the insect kingdom you don't really think of insects taking care of their young and exhibiting parental care like what's more relatable than that is right you're just carrying around your right? babies on your back i know <laughs> like and again you know it's amazing how it's just it's certain species i mean there are a lot of scorpion species that do that but um yeah you just don't you don't think of especially arachnids doing that you know they can't they can't see their young so again everything is based on instinct mm. they know it's their young 
and they the know babies. That. The like the animals that their babies stay with their mother and they don't run away towards yeah. danger like human kids. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm, I'm kind of jealous of them. You know, like the opossum moms and babies yeah. like want to stay on her. The gorillas they just like hang out there for, until a certain age. Like um, emperor scorpions get really. We tip. You know, if we find. A female scorpion um, on exhibit, for example. We come in one morning and we're out there feeding all of our animals before the zoo opens. Sometimes we'll find females with babies on their back. And we, you know, it's kind of a shame, but guests don't usually see that because we remove them and put them in the keeper area because it's quiet back there. It's oh, a little sure. more private. So we give them their privacy when they have babies. But um, but the females get very aggressive. Oh, like So when I take their lid off to like check on them and like they, they stinger goes up. Claws open, like it's just it's their nature when they have young. Yeah, it's amazing. I didn't even think of scorpions. That probably could be added to the list for the the spooky yeah. animals, but I never really <laughs> thought of them as arachnids either. And yeah. I think one of the things that makes spiders a little bit creepy to people is the fact that they have eight legs. So scorpions, yes. mm -hmm. would their claws be counted as eight, or are all the arachnids do they all have eight legs? They all have eight legs. So it depends. Okay. Like with spiders, for example, you have the two main body regions. So you have the front region, um, which is called the cephalothorax. That's where all the legs come off of. And then that kind of ball region in the back is, is their abdomen. Okay. So yeah, arachnids have, they're all in different shapes and sizes. Um, so it just depends. But yeah, for the most part, they have the eight legs and two body regions. Is they just look different. any like adaptational reason for eight legs that you could explain to people oh, why they have eight legs specifically or is it just it's it a good question I mean, maybe yeah um, i mean you know insects or arthropods in general um have been around for millions of years you know if anything they've just gotten smaller you know they used to be a lot bigger um yeah so that's that's just something that works for them and helps them you know they're also you have to think about like even if you're looking at a tarantula like it's really a small animal right i mean it's not it, it you know that those legs help them move around and mm -hmm. and the environments that they live in so it's something that works for them yeah which is something else i say to people who are afraid of spiders i kind of like use my logical brain and i'm like you are so much bigger than them yeah. like it, i don't i don't encourage anyone to kill a spider but if you need to you have 100% right. advantage. <laughs> like, if you see them, like, you can squish them with any, like, anything, yeah. and they literally can't do anything I know. to you. <laughs> like, and, you know, and I, like, back. again, I hear that all the time. Like, it's amazing to me how, you know, everything in our building is so much smaller than, yeah. and it's amazing the fear that it strikes yes, in people. Yes. Like, it's I mean, and it's even just roaches. Yeah. Roaches, like, there's all other kinds of insects that are just so much smaller, and... Yeah, it's people, they act like, and I mean, I'm glad that insects aren't a lot bigger than they are, yeah. you know, but, you know, it's, it's kind of amazing how it just terrifies people. Yes, we need to put and that we on have the, the list advantage, yeah. next season, next fall season, we'll do scorpions and cockroaches. Yes, cockroaches. Come up with something else yes. Um, if, do you have any more of the, like, misconceptions? I don't have any. I was going to okay. ask if you had any we missed. I wanted... I don't think I have anything we missed, so I wanted to take a minute to talk about why spiders are so important, or the mm -hmm. ecological positives that they have, or that they provide. So, one thing we always think is important to tell people is don't be so quick to kill everything you see in your backyard just because you're afraid of it. Um, sp spiders are extremely beneficial to their environment. Um, they are actually the one thing that keeps insect populations in check. So that, that cockroach that you have in your basement or that 
cricket that's running around. That, that's what they eat. That's what they consume. So they're yeah. really keeping all of that in line for you in your backyard and in any environment that mm-hmm. they live in. Um, so just educate yourself on the species that you have. And, um, you know, they, they're just... They're, There's a reason they're here, right? Like, without them, everything would be out of balance. Absolutely. So they have a yes. role. And if you... Yes. Maybe you don't love spiders, but I bet you wouldn't like thousands of crickets in your house. Exactly. Either. And that's an extreme, yes. like, yeah. I don't really know, like, what would happen. But they do keep the population in check, and they play an important role. Yes. And you have to keep checks and balances. Exactly. In <laughs> and also think of, you know, an insect's kind of fallen this... T- too, really a lot of arthropods do, that there are other animals that just rely on that for their diet. Yes. So there are, you know, lots of birds, lots of, what, three to five, five, five thousand species of birds, I think, that just eat spiders. Wow. And so if, what would happen to those birds if the spiders were gone? Right. Yeah. You know, so, you know, everything is a domino effect, exactly. right? So, yeah, I mean, they're, they're just as important as... A lot of other animals that you may find pretty yes. or cute or, you know, it's sometimes it's the ones that you might not find so attractive that are extremely important. They have their place. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of like, would you rather have a thousand mosquitoes buzzing right. around yeah. you at all times or a couple of spiders in your yeah. yard to keep those mosquitoes in check? Yes. I mean, think about all the animals that eat mosquitoes, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, there's always something out there eating something else that... We need to like, you know, so yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you touched on the fact that a lot of spiders are like beautiful or fascinating Mm -hmm. or interesting in some regard. Do you have a couple of favorites that you work with? I do. I've never worked with them, but I definitely have a couple of favorites. (laughs) I've never actually even seen them in person. I would love to. Oh, and I'm um, interested to hear why they're your favorites. Yeah. There's one called uh, the Trash Line Spider. (laughs) So you seriously, you you can look this up online. It's called a trash line. There's a couple of them. Okay, you can uh, you can find YouTube video. They're hysterical. There's it's a spider that saves the carcasses of things that it's eaten, and it places it in its web for camouflage. And it also will it protects its young by using all these different that it collects. So they call it a trash line because if you look at their web. And you can look up pictures of this. I'm going to. It's just, <laughs> it has all these, like, just pieces. It looks like dirt or just leaves or pieces of wood or whatever. And the spider's sitting right in the middle of it. But then you can't and it find it. In, you can't find wow. it. Yeah. It's so funny. And there's um, one called the neck casting spider or an ogre face spider. And they build, uh, they have giant eyes so they can see really well. But they use their silk to create um, a net. Kind of like a fishing net that you would throw out. So they kind of hover right above the ground and they hold they hold this net that they've made themselves. And they just watch and wait. Um, they, they watch the ground and they wait for like crickets to come along. And then they cast the net what? on it. And no pull way. it in. It's the cr- you can find it on YouTube. Wow. It's the cutest thing. It's the funniest thing. It's so impressive. It, it, it shows you... Just how diverse yes. spiders are. Like, they don't just all sit in a web and wait for something to come along. Like, they don't all build webs and sit in the center. Like, they do so many different cool things. And if you just sit, like, I wish I've, I've seen those net casting spiders in person. I would sit there forever and just Where watch are they them. found in the world? They, I, they're more in warmer climates. So, I think there's, there's a species in Florida. So, they're more southern. Okay. So they like it pretty hot and humid. What do we need to like, do to get that? I know. Famous insectarium. I, I, seriously, like <laughs> I would love something like that. Like there's so. Oh gosh, I could go on forever. There's so many. There's so many different species that do the coolest things to catch their prey. 
Yeah. Which I encourage people to look up. I was going to encourage people to look up jumping spiders because I think they're cute. They're yeah. they're totally cute. And yeah. I've never seen it, but apparently there's a show called Luca or Lucas. Lucas or, the Spider. Oh, oh the spider. I forgot about that. Yeah. And apparently people yeah. who are afraid of spiders, if you watch that, it might be able to change yeah. your mind. It's like a Pixar type It is. Like, I so show, love that they right? did that. Like, I think it's amazing. So you that have they find seen it? it? I have, yeah. Okay. It's and like it, a it's short film, right? Yes, okay. yeah. And he like kind of... I think he talks, right? Okay. I don't. I, think, I've I don't know if he it. just squeaks or talks. I, I, yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> but it's it's cute. They they definitely did it after a jumping spider. So whoever did that, like, kudos to you. Like that's that's so cute. Did Hopefully you end up watching? It? I was gonna say I watched like a short bit okay. of it on mm-hmm. YouTube. Hopefully it is kind of like reversing the trend of the hate. Yeah, because yeah, they are so cute, and it's funny because. We had Jenna on to talk about snakes and kind of the mm-hmm. the bad reputation that snakes have. And she said she was actually at one time scared of spiders. And what turned it around for her was watching the videos <laughs> of Lucas the spider. So I was like, if it worked on, like we said at the beginning of this podcast, if Lucas turned it around for one person, that's yeah. a win. That's amazing. Do you have trivia today? or is I do have okay. trivia for you. Oh, if you're up for it, Kelly. Uh, you're up for some spider trivia. <laughs> let's do it. So we talked about, it's obviously all spider related today. We talked about it at the beginning of the podcast, you know, this is spooky season. You see cobwebs decorating people's houses this time of year. It's a pretty popular decoration. Cobwebs, spider webs. What is the largest spider web ever found? Oh my gosh. How, how big was it in diameter? And k- kudos if you can guess the species. I've never heard of the species before, but there's thousands of spider species I've never heard oh, of. Oh man. <laughs> so I just saw one of the... I, I assume it was an orb weaver or garden spiders, what I've seen or heard them called um, up by Hippo the other day. Was, I love them. but And hers was like probably five feet in diameter. Yeah. Just, I mean, not like, not the center circle part, but like where her, where, where it's attached. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, is yeah. that what we're counting? Yeah, like, yeah. Like some of like the bridges, I think okay. they're called. Yeah, like the bridges. I'm going to guess 12 feet. 12 feet? Yes. Okay. I was going to guess around that because I've seen the largest one I've seen was an orb weaver. It was in Costa Rica, oh, and it spanned about that far across. Those wow. spiders are a lot bigger than what we get here, but that would be, I would say, 12 to 15, something 12. like that. You guys are actually way low on this one. <gasps> oh, boy. It's it's about 82 feet what? in diameter. <laughs> it's called, it's insane. <laughs> so it's, it is a species of orb weaver. It's called the Darwin's Bark Spider. And it's found Sounds in Madagascar. Cool. Of course. Whoa. Madagascar. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Australia or Madagascar. There's wild <laughs> things happening over there. Oh, my God. Wait, how could it even... I don't understand. 82 well, feet diameter. When they go low, how do they get back up to do... Do they just trace that? So if they put their web their down anchor? at, let's say, my hip mm-hmm. height, and it touches something, yes, their anchor, mm-hmm. do they climb back up that? And then how do they get to something higher? They just climb up. So they usually, they, well, that species, I'm not, I don't know. That's totally different. But like, depending on the spider, like they usually build out the frame first or the anchors. They'll put the anchors in and they'll start building out the frame. But they can, once they put the anchors in, like they can use the silk to get around, to climb Mm -hmm. around. So like they put an anchor up high, they like, in my mind, they drift down, anchor it, and then they turn off their silk, climb back up. No, they usually never do that. Like, I, I've watched the orb weavers in, in our building build uh-huh. their webs. Like, because we'll, you know, if we clean an exhibit, we'll put them in something, back in something that clearly doesn't have web. Mm-hmm. And they usually, will always give them twigs or pieces of wood to climb on. And that's typically what they do, is they'll just climb around and drag silk 
as they go along. Okay. So they'll they'll put like anchors of silk as they go around. Which and makes sense, but do you know what I mean? You're not seeing one up you're not seeing a parallel one with Yeah. Oh, I think I know what you're saying. So like if there was an X and the bottom X this is probably horrible for our listeners right now. <laughs> <laughs> like this one to this one to the parallel yeah. doesn't have anything. Right. Oh gosh, good question. I, know, yeah. I think it almost, I could be wrong here, Kelly, you know better than I. I think they almost start from like, think of a spider web as like a circle. They almost like start on the outside of the circle mm -hmm. and then work they usually their way do. in. That makes sense so it's to like, me yeah. too, but yeah. I still don't get the... The anchor part. I think you're talking about the anchor part, like how yes. they start from like... It's not like there's one, They so let's say they start in a tree, they come down. I'm thinking of the hippo wall. They attach to the hippo wall there's not a line going across horizontally to the next mm -hmm. anchor point. So do they climb back up that anchor point? Oh, I see what they you're can. Saying. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but then how do they can. get jump up? They don't jump. So how are they getting up to the next anchor point? They're probably climbing up a silk line. Climbing up a silk I line assume. and walking yeah. over, but yes. not dragging their silk during that walk in my mind. Anyways, we'll move on for... It's we, very we, complex. Yes. This we, is engineering we, talk we, right here. We need a videotape of Spider making weather. I know. Should, should have given everybody a warning. Like, <laughs> fast forward 30 seconds right now. Oh, man. All right. So that 82-foot web, that's wow. something else. What was I've the spider called again? It's called the Darwin's Bark Spider. Oh, yes. And okay. they, I, I couldn't find a photo of the 82-foot web, but some any of the webs that these spiders are building. Or it's a sight to be seen. It's wow. insane. Yeah. All right. And Kelly, you had mentioned some of these kind of fascinating, beautiful spiders. I wanted to touch on a couple of those because mm -hmm. there's so many cool, unique spiders out there. It's good to give them a shout out. So this spider is named after a bird species. And it has very bright markings on its abdomen. And it displays those bright abdomen markings in courtship. Is it like a paradise spider? Paradise. That's not a bad guess. You're okay. guessing after like the bird of paradise. Yes. Okay. I'm gonna guess the peacock jumping spider. The pe she's got Ooh, it. Yeah. I had to look that one <laughs> the up. peacock jumping spider. I would encourage any listener to go Google this right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. Their marking, their markings are so striking. Yeah. They're gorgeous. They really are. Jumping spider. Again, we keep going back to jumpers because they're so cool. Like they have a lot of them have these dance rituals yeah. that they do, and and the peacock jumping spiders have that. I don't know. I don't know a lot about their morphology, but it's like that f something that comes up, the flap that comes up, and they can wave it around. Yeah, they like raise their abdomen. Off they the raise ground. their abdomen yeah. off the ground, or like wow. it's yeah, it's it's cool to watch. It really does kind yeah. of look like a peacock displaying its tail. It does, feathers, and they and go back and forth and move it. Or, yeah, it's, it's just it's as really colorful cool. too, and they kind of dance during courtship. Yeah, yeah I would encourage to everyone the, to look it's it up. The males <laughs> that do it, it's yeah. like, to attract the females. Yeah, cute peacock spider. You nailed that one. All right, this one is was just mind blowing to me when I found this out. So the diving bell spider, mm -hmm. this spider has a very unique adaptation that it uses to dive underwater. Wow! How does it dive underwater? Does it like blow little bubbles or something? <laughs> <laughs> it, like it can use bubbles. I feel like I must have seen something about this. No, um, I don't know a whole lot about that species, but they create. I think they create um, like a bubble of air around their abdomen which is where they're where they would breathe from yeah. so it's kind of like a it's their own scuba gear yeah you so guys they can have it. right they you can guys have it. it's these air bubbles so they mm -hmm. they use their silk to trap these air bubbles around their abdomen and they can 
what create they their hunting? own, basically, like you said, basically scuba gear yeah. to dive underwater, which is like, this spider spiders. is more intelligent than I am. <laughs> I could never figure that out. Like, that is wild stuff. <gasps> what oh do they hunt? So the, they actually are the only spider known to live their entire life cycle underwater. They live underwater. Wait, yeah. they live underwater? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I assume they were like on the yeah. surface, the edge of a lake uh-uh. or something. They so, can't. They'll they'll create these environments underwater where they can they can climb up in them and, and breathe. Yeah, they can breathe. So they'll, yeah. they'll kind and of like, I, know, I need so to look crazy. up. They'll kind of yeah. come back to the surface. It sounds like to kind of like touch up their silk mm-hmm. covering and make sure that it's still waterproof and there's still mm-hmm. air in there and everything. So they will come up to the surface periodically, but their their whole life cycle is going to be underwater, which is so crazy, insane. Yeah. Yeah. Again, build the, the university. What are yeah. they eating though? That didn't get answered. Do we oh, know? I, I'm, I'm not know. sure. Okay. I, I would imagine like fishing spiders, which don't live underwater like that, but they can dive in water okay. and come back out. They'll go after a little, you know, little minnows. I was and wondering if stuff like that. Like They'll eat other insects, insects too, okay. but um, that species specifically, I, I'm not sure, but okay. I would imagine it's probably along the same lines. Yeah. Wow. The fish are small enough. Yeah. So cool. Spiders are wild. Just crazy stuff. Alright, this is maybe not the best depiction of a spider, but it comes from my favorite movie ever, so I had to include it all in today's trivia. So, there's this famous movie called Lord of the Rings. <laughs> oh, I know where this is going. Return of the King. <laughs> Specifically Return of the King. So in this movie, Gollum tricks Frodo and Sam in their trip to Mordor. In an attempt to steal the One Ring, he leads them to this spider. What is the name of the spider? I have no idea. Yeah, I'll say, I don't think I've seen this <laughs> no movie. If I get this wrong, I'm going to be so embarrassed. I tried to watch this in high school, um, I couldn't do it. Isn't it Aragon? No. That's actually the the spider's parent. Oh, seriously? It's, it's Shelob. Oh my gosh, Shilob, okay, no, but, I did not but, know that. Yeah, so Shelob... But the spiders, it's Aragon is, not to be confused with Aragorn, who's right, the king, right. but Aragon is Shelob's parent spider. How did I not yeah. know this? I didn't know, I didn't realize that <laughs> there was a parent spider. Sorry, I just, it's like I said, probably not the best depiction, because I'm sure this might be like something that traumatized some of our I listeners. Know. It actually spiders. has. People yeah, have like, talked to me about it's, it. It's like, like, imagine like a spider the size of a human, and uh, it's trying to eat our yeah. hobbit heroes, uh, so it's right? yeah, not yeah, the best movies, depiction of a spider. Movies don't give but, spiders a good I know. Tolkien didn't do any favors to spiders with that one. No. Between that movie. and Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. There were the giant spiders yeah, in Harry Potter, too. Yeah, there was giant spider in Harry Potter, yeah. Well, and that's where yeah, a lot of... that one. We didn't talk about this earlier, but that's where a lot of fear comes from mm-hmm. is, is media and movies and how, uh, how they portray them. And yeah. 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 yeah I so. remember I was little, it was like some holiday where my whole like extended family was together and my uncle went to like relax after, it's probably like Thanksgiving or something. And arachnophobia <laughs> was on just t- regular TV and he was just in like the little living room off to the side where everyone was hanging out relaxing watching that and i was young under Aww. i was probably like 6 or 7 like old enough to remember just enough that i was scared of spiders after that for a little while because i walked into some sure it's a horror movie yeah. yeah and i saw a balled up black sock in my babysitter's oh, dryer no. and i thought it was a a tarantula <laughs> like that's a weird memory that I have, but arachnophobia definitely yeah. is one of those. Yeah. If people can like go into movies like that and just like keep in mind, like this is it's fantasy. It's 
a comedy. Really. Yeah. <laughs> like it's kind of it's obviously not real and like Ridiculous. but it's yeah, again, it's it's it can trigger yeah. some people. I'm glad so. it didn't last because I really like it. I'm good. I'm yeah. glad I'm happy to hear that. All right, so I want I want to go from this is our final question here, but I wanted okay, to go from more. a negative depiction of a spider in pop culture to a, a surprisingly very positive depiction of the spider in pop culture. So this is a book later turned into a movie by E.B. White. It's about a spider that leaves messages in its web. Charlotte's Web. Charlotte's yeah. Web, yeah. Who doesn't like Charlotte's so Web? Yeah, he doesn't love know. Charlotte's Web. I, I feel like all the movies from our childhood are I know. sad. <laughs> like, what were they doing to us? <laughs> But yeah, I just thought that one was interesting because, like, like I said, when you're growing up, you don't really think of many like quote unquote positive mm-hmm. depictions yeah. of spiders right. as in TV shows and mm-hmm. films and stuff. I mean, Charlotte, Charlotte's Web, obviously the spiders. That's a good point. One of the, yeah. yeah, one of the good guys in the movie. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I saw the movie. I didn't read the book. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> same here. It's fine. <laughs> Oh, okay, man. was that the last of trivia? That's all I got. Thanks right. for thanks for playing along. No, yeah, those are great. Yeah, go I love look it. up um, for all our listeners. Go look up the peacock spider. Okay. Go look up the diving bell spider. These spiders mm-hmm. are incredible. Yeah, and the mm-hmm. Darwin bark spider. The Darwin bark spider. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the trash line spider. Oh, oh, don't and the ogre us, face. Yes, spider. The, I you can go the ones on. you brought yeah. up. Yes, yeah. you have to like write them down. But. And while you're at it, you might as well just watch Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. <laughs> of course, it's only a three-hour movie. I'm sure you got time for it. Is it one hour? Now? I don't need them to watch Charlotte's Web. So, yeah, Charlotte's Web. Maybe it's a double feature. Yeah, we have an entire day. Um, Okay, well, thank you for your time, Kelly. Can we end with a what can I do? How can I be a better steward of the earth, better for spiders? Anything you've got for us? What can I do? Well, I mean, like we always say, knowledge is power. So, I think if we just, you know, if everybody educates themselves on Something that you might not know about, even the scary stuff. I think that's really important. There's a lot of amazing field guides out there to spiders of North America. I just got a couple myself um, that you can get off Amazon. There's also, uh, if you live in Ohio, you can go on to the Division of Wildlife's website, um, which is actually ohiodnr.gov. Um, and you can get free field guides there. You can download them. Um, they have an amazing spider one that I refer to all the time if we get um, questions about identification. Um, but they have other fun ones on there too. So if you want to learn about butterflies, bees, uh, mammals, like there's a bunch of other field guides on there as well. So um, definitely check that out. If you have a spider or spiders in your backyard that you would like to get identified, there's a great website called bugguide.net. You can actually send photographs in, um, and they'll post them on their site, and they'll ID them for you. Um, It's just a great way to learn about not just spiders, but other bugs that you have in your backyard that are super beneficial. So just keep that in mind, that spiders have their place, and Mm. they're there to take care of all the little microhabitats that are in your backyard. So. They're not, they're not there. They're not hiding from you. I promise. Well, they're they not are. in the not dark. Not to get you. They're hiding. <laughs> they're from not. You they're, they're hiding from you. Sorry, but they're not. They're not out to get you. Yes. And they're not going to yeah. leap on you when you least expect yes. it. So no, they're, trying they're to really stay cool away. animals. Yeah. Yes. Like you said, knowledge is power. Absolutely. Live and let live. Don't feel the need to squish any of these spiders. Exactly. Just let them live their lives. Exactly. They're just trying to get away from you more than anything. I did want to piggyback off that really quickly, mm-hmm. though. Something that you, we kind of had this brief discussion right before we started recording. Something that you had mentioned is 
like kind of helping people overcome a, a fear that they might have of spiders mm-hmm. is exposure to spiders in like a safe yes. setting, right? Yes. Like I yeah. thought that was really interesting. Well, that's, you know, uh, arachnophobia is, arachnophobia, arachnophobia <laughs> is, if I can say it right, is, it's, it's a diagnosed condition is, is a thing that really happens to people and they actually do have treatment for it. And one of the treatments, believe it or not, um, is, uh, standing with a, in front of a spider, like they typically will bring out usually a tarantula, um, but they getting exposure to these animals and being in in their presence is actually one thing that helps people get over their fear of spiders. So and probably in a controlled setting where you know you're about con- to see yes. a spider, you know yes. it's contained or however they're showing it. It's not. Yep. I think the surprise element is what we're hearing from people's comments and, you know, mm-hmm. what we're finding on the internet is they feel like they're going to be surprised by spiders yes. a lot. And that would not yes. be a surprise if you right. sign up exactly. for Exactly. <laughs> like, if you're expecting it to be there, it's it's one thing. But we, we talk to, again, when we do tours, we talk to people about this kind of stuff all the time. Like, when we, because we bring, we'll bring a tarantula out and show people when we do tours and we'll talk about it. And it's amazing how people will come into the tour really afraid of things and when they leave they they're just they love it it's amazing it's so great to see but they have to have i think having that exposure and it sounds totally crazy but if there's if there's something in front of you and it's a controlled environment and there's an expert talking about it like it i think it comforts people Mm -hmm. and it's like okay yeah this makes you know again the whole knowledge is power thing Mm -hmm. i didn't know that about this animal i didn't know that it couldn't do this like it's and it is just sitting there minding its own business Mm -hmm. and not doing can't anything even see to me. me. It can't even see me. It yeah. doesn't know that I'm really here. So it's it, that is part of the treatment for arachnophobia. Like, And it works. They've proven that it works. And you guys, you've mentioned the tours, but these are tours that people can sign up for on our website, correct? You yes. guys have tours that you can come back and meet the insect keepers. And mm-hmm. I'm guessing it's different for every tour for you guys, right? Do you pick out which anim- like which uh, insects you're showing or we do like we usually is it different when we, when people sign up for tours, like we ask them in the beginning, is there something that you want to see? Cause we have that had some people fun. that come in that just want to see spiders. Yeah. Um, but typically we have the, the usual insects that we bring out, like, cause people love stick insects, for example. Yeah. So stick insects mm-hmm. are a big highlight. But um, but yeah, we'll focus on on a particular animal if pe- if that's what people have an interest. Do in. you guys do those all year round, or are there mm-hmm. certain times? So if you go onto the Cincinnati Zoo's website, you can find our tour section, behind the scenes, sign up for an insect tour. Yeah. Whether or not you're afraid of spiders, it could be a way to get over it. It is absolutely learn some more. yeah. Or if you're just interested in insects or spiders or all sorts of things that you guys take care of, they can come back and see them. And I'm sure it's I think. It's probably a really intimate tour compared to, like, for it example, our, our hippos. Like, you can be there, but you can't, like, get up really close. So you have yeah. to stay safe, but you guys will keep them safe. Right? Yeah, you can. It's cool. We have a lot more behind the scenes than we do on exhibit. And it's, yeah, it's, you can really get close to stuff. There are a couple things that you can hold. Very cool. Um, and I think we're actually just getting ready to start up our tours, um, I believe, in the next month or so. And I think it's called Behind the Bugs. Okay. Is what it's called on the website. Yeah. Okay. okay. And you can, yeah. It's a lot of fun. We love showing off our animals. Yeah. And I know um, a lot of the tours, 50% of the money goes to conservation. Do you guys have a yeah, we group do the that same you thing. support? What organization? Do um, you- it really depends. I think last year we chose um, the Xerxes Society um, for butterflies. They, okay. do, they do a lot of things um, for monarchs. Great. Oh, cool. So I believe that's what we chose last year. I think every year they ask us who we want to donate to. Great. Yeah. So yeah, you guys can be supporting conservation. Absolutely. At the same yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. 
All right. Well, thank you so much for being here, teaching us so much about spiders. I learned a ton today. I did too. I, I love them even more now. <laughs> Excellent. I love it. That's what yes. this is for. Thank you, guys. Definitely. And all you listeners, next time you're visiting the zoo, be sure to swing by the world of the insect. Take a look at some of these amazing spiders. Hopefully, even though it's spooky season, hopefully the spiders aren't scaring you anymore. Hopefully. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great day.